Hello everyone, welcome to VR Verdict Podcast, episode 129, our weekly podcast where we talk about everything VR. I am PJ. I'm Wookie. We're here talking Hello. to Tommy. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> hey. Um, so you're the CEO and co-founder of Myron Games, Work, and you're here to talk about your game, Deusim. Um Yeah. So... Interesting uh, on your end, the, the game has been out since late 2016. Uh, you just went moved to the Quest oh, Meta um, Oculus <laughs> Quest storefront <laughs> from App Lab. Uh, how's all that going for you? Um, uh, it's going well so far. <laughs> It's been uh, really good to be to be there on the main store finally after such a complicated uh, journey, um, and I'm really glad to to see so many people playing the sim now. There's really a, a lot of pl- new players coming every day on my Discord, and yeah, nice. very cool. I'm kind of surprised. It still seems like a kind of a mess and a lot of hurdles to get on the storefront for a game that's been out and so popular um i just kind of blows my mind that it took that extra effort to get on there for you yeah it has always been difficult for me um i think the fact that i never released a game before uh yeah was a a problem for Oculus. Maybe they didn't believe that I could finish it. I don't know. Um, also, maybe the team of the game is maybe uh, maybe they were a bit afraid of that because this religion and all, all that stuff. Even if I I try to be really uh, really nice with that and to not hurt anybody with what I do in the game, but I understand that the key, the team can be a bit uh, disturbing for them. But yeah, eventually I made it, so <laughs> it's possible after all. <laughs> yeah. So going back to like the start of VR in 2016 and before that, like how did you decide, hey, I'm going to make a VR game and how did you land on the style that you did with DSM? Um, actually, uh, it started when I got my f- first VR headset. It was an HTC Vive in 2016. And uh, when I got my, my VR headset, I wanted to play games. And I started looking at games. And uh, Actually, I, I'm a huge fan of strategy games and management games. And yeah, there were almost none on the store at that point. I was a bit disappointed about that. Uh, I like shooters too, but uh, I felt like it was, uh, that niche was really uh, empty. There was nothing to play if you liked a game like that in VR. So I quickly uh, tried to make something in Unity. Uh, I never made a game before, so it was like uh, kind of <laughs> hacky that uh, I made something playable just to, for me to enjoy it. And uh, yeah, when I tried it, it was very primitive. But uh, when I tried it, I was really blown away by, by the thing, like seeing those small people going everywhere. <laughs> and it was like a, a child dream for me. And uh, so I, I thought, oh, this is really unique. And this is something that that's worth going further and continue uh, improving. Of course, a lot of the games just like this because of limitation of uh, my knowledge when I started the project. And also yeah, uh, the fact that you can build a, an unlimited world like this, or on PC at least it's unlimited. On Quest, I have to put a limit to be sure that the game was <laughs> run at the right frame rate. Um, that, that has a lot of constraints that most game doesn't have. So I had to to go to a really uh, simple, but I, I think nice looking uh, style to to allow that simply. It will not be possible to make such a game with different graphics, actually. 
Yeah, I was going to ask if there's a, a limit or not, but for anyone who hasn't played the game, you start out on a blank canvas and you just kind of start plopping some land down and then these civilizations, depending on what you do, just kind of grow automatically and interact with each other and they they can either be nice to each other, they can war, like they, it has the whole gamut. And it's pretty interesting to sit there and watch. Um, I'm kind of... I'm always shocked that I I mean to like yeah I got a half hour to play I'll pop it on and like two hours later it's like I got I I was supposed to be leaving for like something else an hour ago like just getting lost watching the little civilizations grow and react to each other is insane. Did you initially think that um, or plan that it would be that addictive or is that kind of a shock to you or um, no actually. Uh... I was aware of that because it's really how I played the game in the first place. Uh, in fact, all the all the things in the game that are more uh, traditional gaming stuff, like the progression, uh, the different civilization to discover, all of that is is more like an excuse to to be there. But <laughs> but the thing is that the rest of the game, almost all the things I I've done in the game are just thing to distract you from those objectives. So, <laughs> oh, what happens if I do that? Oh, what are they doing? <laughs> Why this guy is lazy and uh, coward? And <laughs> it's just... I just try to put the player in the... Oh, excuse me. Go, go, as go as soon as we get distracted, you're evil. Because <laughs> I'd be like, ooh, <laughs> never take the game up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I really try to distract the player um, in many ways. And I, I think it's really what makes it mag magic. It's when you, you really get lost into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, um, it's really neat to, like, again, for those who haven't played in, in Wookiee, like, heretics spawn up and they tell you they don't believe in you and you try to find them. You can, like, throw <laughs> them out of the world. You can crush them. You can do all kinds of crazy things with them it's kind of funny but it's then it makes funny. you start questioning your own yourself <laughs> yeah actually you can even convert them if you perform miracles near them and you do enough of them you can convert them into priests but uh yeah it's like, like always a nice solution it's also, also the more <laughs> complicated one so most of the time you just throw them away like like they were nothing. Made it feel really godlike, actually, uh, because they they look really like insignificant uh, creatures to you. Yeah. Yeah. You 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 start to question yourself. Yeah, as you say, am I am I they, that bad? Do they start turning the, the other people against you if you don't do anything? Like, create a war, like a religious I, war. Yeah, they can do war, yeah, and uh, they, they cannot act against you, but uh, they can act against your people. Um, right, yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, you, I really uh, wanted to make you a god in the sense that you cannot lose. Um, <laughs> there is objectives, but it's not mandatory to do it. It's really like uh, you do what you want, and yeah. Nobody judge what you do. Uh, it's <laughs> it's really the, the full experience of being a god that I wanted to convey in that game, and yeah. every, everything that you had that is a challenge is kind of removing a bit of that immersion thing. So uh, I I made the decision very early that if I had a trade off to make, it's always uh, I'm always doing it uh, in the direction of being a god and feeling like a god. It's surprising how many different little things, like going back to the heretics, you can do so many different things with them, like convert them or kill them or whatever. Just the amount of stuff in there that you kind of pick up as you go is is crazy. Um, again, for those who haven't played, you don't really build towns you build land and then the towns just kind of happen and then depending on what you do and how you do it different style civilizations will pop up and new things will unlock and you don't like choose to build anything they just kind of do it on their own it's really cool. neat it's not like a normal rts type game so 
It's more like uh, playing with an ant farm. You know, yeah. <laughs> the humans are like autonomous and have their, their own will. And you just try, okay, what happens if I change just that thing? And then to start uh, controlling the, uh, the, the obstacle <laughs> and they, they, they do their life anyway. But, uh, but with the new constraints you, you, give, you gave to them. And, uh, that's, that's a cool thing also to, to say, oh, but I will just change that thing and see what happens. And so, for example, you have a really big kingdom and just, then you kill the king and the kingdom collapses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the, the kind of thing that, that I really love to do and truly make you uh, feel like you have a, a really big impact of the world just with a really small uh, a small thing that you do with a butterfly effect you know yeah and like a good meteor strike <laughs> <laughs> meteor strike is not yet in the game but uh, it's on my list <laughs> <laughs> but I want it to be really, really cool. <laughs> so, uh... I was also um, kind of surprised. Again, you start with just building some land and how quickly uh, different civilizations start popping up. When I, The first time I played it, I think I had like 10 of them popped up within like a half hour. I was like, holy crap. I, I was like, it's too, I don't know what's going on. I was just running around trying to give them all um, the stuff they needed to prosper and then i'm like all right i'm gonna have to cut some of you off and see what happens and <laughs> is that kind of the intentional like play loop a little bit kind of just almost not really bombard the player but just have too much to where you have to start choosing between yeah cities it's, it's, and... it's really intentional yeah I, my goal is really that uh, you really feel so overwhelmed by all the things that happen that you don't want to micromanage everything um it's always uh, it's always in the same principle that i want to put you in the shape of a god and i say okay if there is a god and he need to manage the entire world it doesn't want to deal with every single problem it's also that, that thing that uh oh when i do a prayer why, why god never answer me and help me it's just because it's so busy you know <laughs> I and that. i think when you play the game you realize that in some way it's kind of fun um, <laughs> I, i'm not really religious myself but it makes me talk a lot about uh, religion and stuff and all the things you imagine with god and how you feel when you play this and you see all of them and you see, okay, I don't know the name of that guy actually <laughs> <laughs> and what he does. And yeah, I just see a, a moment of it and I, but I know nothing about that single human. <laughs> it's kind of cool, I think. Yeah, it is. Yeah, the first time I had two kingdoms go at it in a battle, I was like, stop it. No, don't fight. <laughs> We're on the same side. <laughs> but I couldn't control them. <laughs> yeah, you cannot. Actually, you can just kind of control one of them. But yeah, it's more like an, yeah, like an inspiration. Uh, try to manipulate the human to, to achieve your goals. Yeah. Uh, so it's also that, that idea of... Uh, all the stories about God in ancient Greece and stuff like that, that uh, there is all the stories and it's always the God wants something and he needs to manipulate a human to do it for him because he cannot do it. And uh, <laughs> I really like that idea. I think it can make cool stuff. So that means, yeah, if I want war, I need to find a king that is warlike and or greedy, or just just not a pacifist. If it's a pacifist, I, I must kill him. Then <laughs> <laughs> you start, okay, oh, and the prince, ah, oh, the prince is warlike, and, and, and uh, the king is pacifist. So, okay, let's get rid of the king. <laughs> Long live the king now. <laughs> I did notice, um, I don't know if it was just a timing thing, but I... Two kingdoms, like the, I think the kings just died from old age, maybe, and then they each got a new king, which I assume was just like their ch children. And then that you know they had, I don't know how deep it goes, but one had like a princess, like, and she was good, but her father was greedy, and I was happy to see him die, and like. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, a lot of things are not really planned. That means I really want to the game to be like a a, a story generator. So uh, there is a lot of things that are not coded in it. And, uh, I try to uh, encourage uh, emergent behavior. So uh, there is people playing the game that have really different uh, experience with it, depending of yeah, how you how you do the stuff. Even if you do a second playthrough, uh, it can be really different from the first one, just because the the dynamic of the kingdom can be different. Uh, also, how you shape the world impact a lot of things. Are you gonna say something, Rogi? Okay. <laughs> I also like how the uh, aliens come into play, and you gotta either fight them off a little bit or let them go. And <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, yeah, and and they are important. <laughs> I think they will be even more important uh, in a bunch of updates. That because uh... <laughs> I didn't want it to make uh, one uh, civilization the bad guys. Uh, for me, I really see the thing uh, like every human in your world is somehow your people, even the heretics. It's just, it's why you can change their mind mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, so I so the the aliens are, are the opportunity to have something else that is not uh, friendly and that can be some kind of challenge. But it's a story for our future update. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's already cool to see them coming and capturing your humans. <laughs> yeah. Do you, so again, the game came out, you know, late 2016. It's 2022 now. You just put out another update, um, got on the Quest storefront. How do you have a specific plan, like where you want to get to before you kind of move on? Or like, are you just currently like, all in on this game like it just where if people keep buying it you're just going to keep going what's your thought process on that um no no that the game is released on the quest store my my plan is kind of to work 50 50 uh on daisy and on another game that i want to make since a long time because yeah i got a lot of frustration making daisy because <laughs> of early decision i made then now i have to live with them <laughs> uh, also think that I understand could maybe be better even for VR, but uh, you need to make things differently to, to make it happen. So I have that idea of a second game that I really want to make uh, with multiplayer in it, for example. But uh, I also really like the sim and I think uh, the game will be even better the more systems I add in it. Uh, I, I see the game a bit like... Uh, one of those paradox games like Crusader Kings. You, you see uh, the game come, it's already uh, kind of complete, but then every update or add-on have new systems and the game is more and more complex. And at some points it's really, it's really different. You know, uh, there is a lot to experiment with. And that's what I want to do. The next update, for example, uh, with Pirates, um, nice. I will not just add pirates to the game. Each time I do an update, I see it as, okay, this is an opportunity to, to uh, make something different in the game, to have a huge impact of what exists. So I try to find the weak, the weak part of the game and to, to change them. Um, for example, in that case, it's the trade system. It's kind of, uh, it works now, cities are trading between each other, but it's not very interesting. So I see the pirate update as an opportunity. I say, okay, every city will have a port and then they will have trade ships, uh, exchange is good. And then the pirates will attack them. And <laughs> so that makes a lot more interesting stuff happening also in the world, you see. And then, yeah, when you have a kingdom, they don't want the trade ships to be attacked, so they will also do uh, uh, like ships to protect the, the trading ships. Uh, yeah, and so uh, it's really a story is building again. <laughs> and yeah, every update will be uh, that that level of modification to uh, enrich the whole experience and not just the stuff that I add into it. 
because there is always impact on the rest. You know, if trading yeah. is different, uh, the city will evolve differently too. For example, before the Kingdom update, every city were trading between each other automatically. And now with Kingdom update, you need the cities to be in the same kingdom or in kingdoms with a trade agreement. And for that, they need to be friends. And it depends on the personalities mm. of the king. And yeah, it's a lot. If you, it looks simple, but it's very complex if you dig into it, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I love yeah, that. I like that. The... Oh, go ahead. I love that whole methodology. And that sounds fun, just letting the, this thing take care of itself. Yeah, I like the, there's a little bit of puzzle to it. Cause like when you get to the point where they want to build weapons, I was, it took me a bit to like figure that out. Like, okay, what do you need? <laughs> it took me a couple tries to like get the right ores and things like that. And, and then it just kind of clicks and you're like, okay, I get it. I think I love that there's, um, like no manual, no explanation, tutorial, I think some people probably ding you in reviews for that, but I love that kind of stuff where you got to just kind of figure it out by playing it and letting it happen. Um, yeah, it's for me, it's the only challenge left in the game. <laughs> that kind <laughs> of puzzle aspect. Um, I really love it too. It's true that it is frustrating a bunch of people. Uh, I'm kind of trying to find a good balance between that, maybe giving more hints for the people who are lost, um, but by still um, encouraging the observation and the experimentation. It's not an easy task. Um, I bet. <laughs> uh, but, but I think it's an important part of the game. It, it makes you clever when you find it first right. <laughs> and <Yeah>. also uh, <laughs> it also shows you that uh, even as an omnipotent god you you can just feel lost you know and, <laughs> and try to figure out stuff uh, and the more the biggest difficulty is to make people do what you want actually <laughs> yeah <laughs> and sometimes games are a little too easy in that respect i think gamers get a little spoiled because like some games you play they give you a quest to find something and then like 30 seconds later, they start popping up tip. And it's like, I was, I was having fun looking. And then some games will actually, you know, they hold your hand the whole time and then they'll throw in like one quest and it's not set up that way. And you're not used to it where they don't tell you anything. And then you're like, like, I think I've done that in GTA online. They're like, Hey, here's a new quest. And it's like, find the laptop. And there's like 80 laptops and four floors or something like that. And usually there's a yellow dot on the map and sometimes there's not. And it's like, all these laptops look the same and you got to go. <laughs> they're not set up so i like it when the right amount of hold hand holding but not like give me all the answers on how to play yeah i think the the right balance is when mm -hmm. you know that if you try enough you will find a solution it's not just broken or you know, yeah <laughs> when, when people feel like uh, okay it's just they just don't want to make the weapons. I say, no, it's just that they don't make the weapons. You need another civilization to make them. But to do that, you, yeah, you have to, to build more stuff. And uh, mm -hmm. I also see that problem in the start of the game. Some, some people just uh, look the first city and they just try to make them happy, the first city. <laughs> and they never build more. And then they, they say, oh, there's no, not a lot of content in the game. Huh? There's just one city <laughs> that doesn't really evolve and stuff. <laughs> no, you have to build more. So I think, okay, I will, I will try to encourage them to build more. Yeah, but, uh, like, I build one, build more land. <laughs> yeah, I will not say, hey, you will have all those civilization. No, I just say, okay, build more land now. And <laughs> then they will discover there's more civilization and um, yeah and more to do than just yeah doing that single village <laughs> but it's I a thought it was i thought it was funny i built you know i was when it all kind of started popping up and i started losing my mind i was trying to like make everyone happy i accidentally made one that was kind of cut off by water so they like, i couldn't put any like animals for food down <laughs> so i didn't realize that if i it across there they actually started swimming across the channel <laughs> and then they go over yeah. there and then bring it back 
And then um, then I put a shark in the water, and I'm like, he'll get those guys, um, which I, <laughs> I don't think that happens, but I thought it would be funny. But it's just no, kind of yeah, funny how, like, they... <laughs> What's that? No, it's also on my list, actually. Actually, there's nice. a lot of things that uh, just people try, and I, I just don't think about it when I make them. <laughs> right. And I say, yeah, okay, I need me. to add that. <laughs> Like this is the thing. Uh, every time there's something you try and doesn't work, it kind of breaks your immersion a bit. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to to have a big impact on gameplay, but it must do something. You know, mm-hmm. when it do something, it's really like, oh, cool. They thought about <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> yeah. When normal people see a challenge like that, you're like, oh, maybe I'll put in boats and a boat trading system and some pirates. And PG's like, give them a shark. Like. Who's gonna uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, it's like you think you see the big picture and then you, you see a playthrough on YouTube and people are just trying to say, okay, I will uh, try to make those two humans making kisses. Free, <laughs> <laughs> okay. damn it, I want another town. I'm still yeah. more land. Still, man. <clears throat> those people are unique pj we used to have to keep the silverware from him at the table he wasn't allowed to have the sharp thing because he's (laughs) (laughs) but sometimes cool Uh, for example i i used to watch a lot of youtube video of the game and uh, i watched some of them and they tried to make stuff and uh, when i saw that i said oh okay it's cool idea and the the next day it was in the game <laughs> i i did that a lot in the early days because people had so much more ideas than me of crazy mm-hmm, stuff yeah. to do <laughs> i say oh actually it's super cool but i have not thought about that no that's why is when with vr um devs like yourself just seem way more open to to that feedback where traditional flat screen gaming like you can't even talk to a company let alone you know submit ideas but um with discord and everything like it seems like every dev team has a discord and you let people in and play stuff and you get so many ideas and you're able to smooth things out way quicker and get better feedback and make the game you know kind of for yourself and for the players and it just seems like such a better process um yeah i think it's it's also because the vr games are so different uh, we have to invent, reinvent the wheel actually for for VR, and but we can do the old the old tricks. But I think if we do that, we miss part of the fun because the the fun in VR is not exactly the same than when you play a classic PC game, for example. Uh, I still play a lot of PC games, but I, I when I do that, I I'm not looking for the same kind of experience actually. When I'm playing yeah. VR, I really want to be immersed in my thing. Um, yeah. that's the most important thing I think in VR um, yeah. even if it's relaxing the sim for example is relaxing you doesn't have to run everywhere and be sweaty and <laughs> it's cool to such games are really cool too but it, I think the sim shows that it doesn't have to be like that for all VR games So while you're working on the game and tweaking things, like, do you ever just get, find yourself like, you know, an hour or two later, like you just started playing and forgot you were actually working on it and just <laughs> kind of get lost? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it happened all the time. It happens uh, a lot <laughs> when I, when I started working on the Kingdom update, <laughs> because it changed the game so much. It was like playing a new game for me. Nice. <laughs> <And> so, uh, <laughs> Yeah, also it, it was more clunky, so some sometimes crazy stuff happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, actually it's a good metric for me when I work on something new, uh, I play it, and if I get lost like this, it, um, it's a good indicator that, uh, okay, maybe I'm on the right track. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's really what, what I try to achieve. <laughs> so. And yeah, sometimes that means keeping a bit of clunkiness, uh, just because that way uh, crazy stuff happens sometimes and yeah. make interesting stories. If you over-engineer it, it takes away some of the spontaneity from the uh, from the people doing YouTube videos. 
they won't be able to you close it off they can't yeah you <laughs> i think it's awesome like with the heretics again i sometimes i'll take them up to the moon and just let them drop down on a village and the whole village you hear them just go ah and scream and run around oh, <laughs> 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 Yeah, I try to think about uh, a lot of stuff like that. Uh, for example, if you if you have a very small world or you are in the border of the world and you make uh, something uh, a bad miracle, uh, the the humans start uh, f- to flee in all direction and <laughs> some and they scream and and then sometimes one of them reach the end of the world and they just jump, you know, like. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> because the first time it's right, it was almost by accident that it happens uh, they were no screaming and stuff and say oh that would be so cool actually <laughs> but just yeah, yeah to, to run in, in a direction they don't look what they are, the, where they are going and then it's just the end of the world <laughs> it, yeah it can make funny situation and it doesn't happen all the time because you have to have a really small world or to be at the border of it for it to happen yeah but uh, when it happens it's like yeah it's so cool <laughs> <laughs> i plopped a tornado down in the city because i think they, they were doing something that was pissing me off <laughs> and i thought it was hilarious that like the buildings went up and the trees went up and the people went up and they landed and they stayed that way until for like a long time. Like I picked some of the buildings up, put them back or I smashed some of them, but like the trees were just laying everywhere until they started kind of like rebuilding new houses and stuff. It was just really neat to see that the chaos just kind of stays. Hmm. Yeah. It's like, you feel a bit guilty doing that, you know, it's like, um, I, I destroyed everything now. Should I load my save back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first time a castle popped up, I'm like, oh, I want to look at it. And I went to pick it up and I just blew it up. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> I, had to, I, let it, I had to wait for a while and they built a new one, but <laughs> looks yeah, so yeah. cool. That's the cool and thing again, that the U.S. They, they do, uh, they do all game, they can to I love <laughs> zooming in zooming out like just flying through the towns and stuff like it's just so neat to have all those different viewpoints and really get down in there like the the models like especially like the feudal japan looking areas is just so neat just to really go down in there and just kind of sit there and listen to the music (laughs) yeah we did a a lot of work to to really make that uh, immersive uh especially in the sound design uh, it's really different when you are looking above everything on where you are into it we, we made a, a volumetric system that is dynamic and depends of what is uh, close to you so if you are in the middle of the forest you have the small birds uh, <laughs> uh, if the futuristic city have a lot of like yeah futuristic sounds and weird things <laughs> But then if you are in this huge mega city and there is one grassland, you, you will two birds, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you, if you are in, in that small spot of land, uh, you just hear the, the birds and the, the rest is a bit far away. And you feel like, <laughs> oh, it's like the peace spot in, the, in that huge city. <laughs> It's really subtle, but uh, if I if I will remove that from the game, it's it will look really flat. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and the simple fact that you can experience the the world you build at human scale, uh, it feels really different. Uh, it's it's kind of funny uh, to to see the difference between them. You you feel more uh, depending on the size you have. You don't feel the same about the humans. Uh, <laughs> like if you are really big, it's just like hands. And for you, it's just like hands. But if you, if you are like, uh, if the world was on that table, for example, then yeah. you see the humans a bit like this and you start caring about them. So, oh, who's that guy? And, oh, okay. It's <laughs> a cool. It's an industrious guy and it's really kind. And this one is a bad guy. And <laughs> say, oh, bad guy is not good. And you throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> and it's fun to see, oh, uh, 
differently we respond emotionally to creatures depending on their size yeah. compared to, to our size. Yeah, the we first like time I insects. built a swamp and put um, animals in it, I was trying to get a couple people lured over to the alligators, but nothing. I never got them to quite go that far. But for <laughs> sharks, no alligators. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's the animals uh, that, that need to be a bit more aggressive. <laughs> uh, at first, animals were just like uh, moving resources because I, I needed resources and I, I thought, oh, it would be a good idea to add animals to it. But um, I really had them like resources first. And then I saw people interacting more and more with them and say, okay, I need to make, make them more alive at some point. And, <laughs> But uh, also that thing that the animal is different depending on the terrain you throw, the miracle. Uh, yeah. It's also something uh, some people don't get. <laughs> but <laughs> I think it's a cool thing because then you say, oh, and what happens if I do it on that tile? Yeah. And each time you add something different, you say, okay, and which animal will I put on this? And like I said, it's system intersecting. And that, that way you, you just... When something new happens, you also want to see ah, and which animal is on it, and what happens when I do that. And I yeah, think it makes sense. It's really rich. For example, for like Wookie, if you put grassland down, you throw the animal icon on it, a deer will spawn or like a wolf. If you put down a snow part of it, um, I think it's another another wolf, but then a polar bear, and you don't get meat from polar bears, you get fur. So that's what I, that one town I kind of blocked off from water, like there was nowhere to put edible animals, apparently. So they were swimming across that channel. But it's really neat, like you said, just to kind of then experiment to see what happens when all those different things interact as you unlock them. It's really neat. And then it puts you in a kind of dilemma. It's, do I make a pretty world, but they don't have <laughs> all the stuff they need nearby? Or do I make something that looks ugly, but it's very optimized? It's up to you at the end of the day. But, uh, <laughs> and so that's super tough because I'm kind of, I don't know if I'd say perfectionist, but I definitely have some OCD habit because I was trying to build when I first started like perfect little plots of each like zone and then like i ran into that problem like oh i can't build these things here now like damn it <laughs> you have to build out around it and it just kind of got chaotic but it was really neat because it kind of like got me out of that thought process like everything's got to be nice and tidy and yeah after it can, you can still try to make stuff like that but then you have to think a lot more about yeah oh they will have access to it there yeah. is way like, to make it look nice like, anyway like uh, like you said you just put a river between them so okay it's kind of okay it's different across the river <laughs> but they will go there to to hunt <clears throat> And uh, yeah, I think it's cool also to see them uh, going into the water to to hunt because they need to do it. Uh, <laughs> and they try to avoid it, actually. If there is a path, they will try to, to go by by feet. <laughs> but if, if it's too long, or yeah, they will just cross the river. Yeah, it's cool how they have little problem-solving skills of their own mm -hmm. to kind of handle those things. It's really neat to just sit there and watch them. Like they build a dock on the water in places. And I sat there for the longest time, like, okay, they're going to build a bridge here any moment here. I just sat there for like 20 minutes, like, okay, now they're going to build that bridge. Oh, no, no bridge. Oh, damn it. <laughs> yeah, actually, the bridge is just because for pathfinding is a bit complex because I, I made my pathfinding with, with the tiles. So something that is smaller than a tile, it's a bit complicated for me to integrate. Mm. Sure. So that's why there is no bridge, <clears throat> but with the ships it will be uh, different. So that means that if uh, that's why there is two water tiles. I don't know if you uh, have noticed that, but uh, if uh, water is surrounded by water, it becomes deep water, and that one the human cannot cross it. It's like the ocean, mm. and uh, only the ships will be able to. Uh, so. Uh, 
but all the ships will also uh, will also try to avoid stuff. For example, we had a maelstrom a miracle with the update, and yes. so if you put if you put maelstroms, they will try to avoid it too, to because it's dangerous and. That way you can you can make them uh, not go in straight line to to the other part of the world, but making interesting shapes like this uh, with different stuff to do. So I'm just curious. I initially played on PC VR, and then um, for this update and stuff, I started over on the Quest just to check it out. So when you implement like an update, does that affect your current save, or does it just kind of evolve into that and you just kind of build on um i'm just curious like if i need to keep deep water as a consideration now with this pirate stuff you're talking about <laughs> yeah uh, in fact i always try to uh migrate save files i i think if you if you take a save file from the first version of the game you can still play with it now mm, nice. um that sometimes of course that that means that uh Things that were possible uh, in the early days are not yet pos are not possible anymore. Uh, but I kind of live with it as, at that point. Um, I think it's more important that people still have the, their world that uh, enforcing the rules. And I always suggest to start a new world because when I had stuff, it's not only at the end of the game. In general, the impact is on the whole game, so it's interesting to make a new world to try it. But uh, I don't want to take your whole, your world from you. So uh, it's also cool to come back to your world and see what changed. Yeah. And yeah. for example, <laughs> if you go back to your world uh, after the pirate update, what will happen is just that okay, every city you now will start building a port and ships <laughs> and starting to trade. And yeah, you will experience the, the same thing as before, but with a, a, an additional layer. And yeah, it feels cool. I think that that you say, okay, it's my world. It's even more interesting now to visit it. Yeah, that'd be kind of funny. Like I, my main town is very much landlocked. So if you had a pirate thing to that, like would they just go to the nearest water and take that over? Or <laughs> actually, the port is built on, on a grass tile. So uh, depending mm -hmm. of the city type, but not on the ground and not on the ocean. The, the boat will go in the ocean. Nice. Uh, but uh, yeah, that means that uh, I also need to find a way to kind of convert uh, because it's an important building. So maybe they will, if they are the, uh, a square with just houses, that is not that important. Uh, maybe they can kind of destroy it and build the port instead. <laughs> if they, but, uh, finding uh, the right spot to build the port is not as easy as it sounds because you, you want to have access to the sea or <laughs> and to orient it well um, uh, it's, it's, it will be tricky then <laughs> yeah and also be kind of cool to take a world you you're used to and then like with my landlocked town that's kind of my capital my main town like maybe i just turn on it and then i start sending people at it or destroy it and then kind of move on but you know that's you, you leave that choice to the player. I think that's a good thing because I know when we we play No Man's Sky a lot, and every time they update, sometimes the bases you build get messed with, and it's kind of like ah, ah, all that time spent, <laughs> mm -hmm. and then you got to go back and fix it. But it's got to be super hard to do updates with games that have been running so long too, like yours, like, you know, because. Potentially, there's there's people out there that have been playing since day one that have these big elaborate places that, you know, if you take that away from them, you're going to hear about it, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, it's also a bit, um, um, I would say that uh, sometimes I feel like the new stuff I had in the game may break the fun for the people who already enjoyed what it was. Mm. And uh, it's like, um, is it the right decision? And so I always <laughs> try to to add stuff, but uh, to give the key to the player. For example, the kingdom, they will not make the kingdom themselves. You have to, to do it. And that way, if you don't want to do it, you don't have to. 
That's okay, cool. they will not trade and stuff, but it's your decision. So just so so you you not feel like you're forced by the update to to uh, play a game like you don't want to play it. If you, especially if you used to really love the, the way it was before. Yeah, uh, but that's, yeah, it's that's always stressful. Uh, honestly, each time you add something <laughs> new, because it's either you do something really small, but then it's not really interesting. Or you do yeah. a bigger thing, but that means it may break the fun for, for some people. So I try to find the right balance and uh, also to always give the key to player. For example, for the pirate update, it will be the same. If you don't like pirates, uh, the trade ships will be there, but the pirates, you will have to add something for them to happen. Um, so if you don't want that, it's okay. I think it's a good way to do it because there's a lot of times where, you know, you kind of get in how you want to play a game and then the update comes and it's like, it's too different now. And that does kind of wreck some of the fun. Like you should, you know, I'd like to experience the new stuff but not destroy my old stuff. Like make a new save or something to check it out before you enable it. It'd be mm -hmm. kind of fun. Yeah, you can say, okay, I continue my previous world with or the way I used to play it, and then I make a new save, and this one I go crazy with pirates, kingdoms, <laughs> everyone is fighting for for a piece of land, and it's really different because if you play the other way, it's really peaceful and nothing happens, and they are just living their lives. <laughs> if you start adding kingdoms, uh, they start fighting for or every piece of land, every city, until there is one big blob of, of, of an empire. <laughs> <laughs> Changed the game a lot, actually. Yeah. You kind of want to go make Rome now. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Just fight it out, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a funny it's, one, it's too. Cool. Two of your towns start fighting, and you're rooting for one, and they're the ones that lose, and the other one takes them over. It's like, oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and when they destroy the king uh, in the fight, and then the entire kingdom collapses because there are no hair, no remaining hairs. <laughs> like, Ooh, that that battle was uh, an important one. <laughs> so when you first got into vr what were some of your favorite games that that kind of stood out for you yeah uh, one of my favorite thing was the lab because uh, it showed me a, a lot of things they, they tried a lot of different things and, and it was really inspiring in fact one of the reason i made this thing is uh in the lab, they had that thing with the portal, uh, uh, with the portal team, you know, and it mm -hmm. was that drawer inside it, a small world with uh, small creatures like uh, the, the small humans uh, in portal, you know, used into the promotional uh, assets that they made. And it's like you, you can burn them, destroy the entire <laughs> thing uh, by accident. <laughs> it's the kind of experience I wanted to make for the instance. So, like, oh, it's super nice. Let's make a game like that. <laughs> <laughs> I so enjoyed all the stuff that they made. They really tried different things, and every one of them was really interesting, especially at that point. It was my first VR thing, and it was so immersive, even if it was on the HTC Vive with that. Uh, that grid effect on on the screen and that poor resolution. Uh, VR has come a, a long way since, but uh, it was already so immersive at that point. I I never forget that. No. I think that that bow uh, that bow game, that archery archery game is still fun now. If you can and you play it, it's still fun to play. Yeah, the the bow game and the other game that really like grabbed me was i don't remember the name of it but you basically go in that little spot and you grab that toy ship and then you're just playing like you would as a kid and you're actually oh, yeah. like shooting things and dodging things like that was one of my first like mind-blowing experiments 
and, and VR. Yeah, it was that really was really cool. Too. Really yeah. enjoyed it. I remember playing uh, Rodata also, uh, uh, kind of at the same moment too. And yo, know, that feeling you start and you are in that. Uh, that thing in a glass protection thing, and then there is that robo uh, robot breaking the glass uh, <laughs> by giving uh, his fist on it, and it start to crackle, and, and you really feel like, oh my god, it's coming for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that immersion was really uh, the the thing that is really important in VR. I think yeah. um, I played a lot of games since uh, that I loved. It's always the thing that that makes the best game for me is always the one I feel the most immersed in. Um, Yolo can be fun, but uh, I always feel like, uh, okay, it's fun, but it will be fun also without VR, you know? <laughs> really? except, except things like Beatsaber, where really like uh, uh, you are really active. It's yeah. A, a different thing. Immersion is not really the the point of those games, but um, yeah, for other games, I think immersion is the the main thing, really. For VR. Do you still, since you're developing um, in VR, do you still play a lot of games, or do you kind of not play as much because you always have, you know, you work with the headset on. A lot of devs say they stop playing other things. <laughs> <laughs> I admit that I play a lot of non-VR games <laughs> because uh, <laughs> I'm a bit tired of the headset and I want yeah. to just relax and do something. But I also play VR games. Uh, I enjoy the Little Cities, for example. Yeah. Or, uh, I was going to ask you about that one because it's a lot different but similar game style. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fun. There's a, a novel app, but... Uh, I really enjoyed it. I think they are way better than me uh, doing a really nice interface and good interaction. Uh, it's really well made, I think. But for me, playing this in for all those time, it's a bit frustrating because I'm so used to be able to grab everything that <laughs> all the time I'm like, oh, I want to, what happens if I break that thing? <laughs> and you can't, you know, it's just building it. Yeah. Um, but I really like it. Um, just that uh, I say, how it's, even in SimCity, you know, I used to play SimCity when I was young. Um, yeah. Little City remind me that. Uh, and uh, even in SimCity, uh, you had that uh, that thing that that can cause disaster in it, you know, and destroy the half of the city. And, and you had that, but you you had a way to activate that yourself if you wanted to. And, <laughs> Yeah, I, I I wish they had that into the game at some point. I will love that. <laughs> meteor strike. Yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently, the meteor strike is really. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody wants that. <laughs> you yeah. know why? I, I think I will add it to the game at the same point, at the same time as the dinosaurs. Um, I think nice. <laughs> to the perfect timing to do it. It is, yeah. <laughs> Like PJ's luck with his castle break, and he'll see a stegosaurus and be like, ooh, and it gets hit by the meteor. <laughs> no. No, yeah, but I like that idea too that uh, instead of animals, you can just add dinosaurs and walk in the same way. But that way, you have a world where when they need food, they just uh, hunt triceratops, you know. It's like the same mechanics, but the the experience is way different for the player, actually. <laughs> so do you have a set number of updates in mind or like things like you don't have to like say anything you don't want to, but like just kind of curious, like how as a dev with a game that's been out so long, like just kind of how um, you just judge that kind of thing. Um, I honestly, I, I don't know. I, I plan to continue making updates as long as I find cool ideas to make into the game. Uh, when, when I will start to feel that, uh, no, I am adding stuff just for the sake of it. Um, I think I will stop there. Um, for now, every time I think about an update, I see exciting things to change. 
for the pirates, uh, for the stuff about space too. Uh, I see a lot of interesting thing to do. So, so I say, okay, it's still uh, something that I must go deeper. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, so I don't have a set uh, number of uh, updates planned. Okay. Uh, I will need to see, of course, if the sales will allow me to do a lot of them. Sure. Uh, I think I think the, the pirate update is okay. It's guaranteed it will happen. The next one should be okay too. When I see the sales, but yeah, in the end of the day, it depends if the game is successful. For now, for yeah. now, the the quest launch has been really good, so, and people playing the game. Are, the feedback is really good too, so I really hope that um, with those updates, we'll also create uh, like more and more people will come and play it. It's awesome. I think that's a great way to do it. If you're still excited, continue. And once you're kind of done, then that's probably the good time to stop and move on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because anyway, I have to test it a lot. And if I don't like playing it, uh, it's like, uh, just okay. <laughs> it's too much work then. <laughs> it's just work at that point. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know it's super late where you're at, so um, don't want to go too much longer. Uh, is there anything you wanted to talk about we didn't get to? Or um, is there anything else you wanted to mention real quick? Oh, I don't know. Uh, maybe I can talk about what I think about the pirate, uh, the special update a bit. The thing sure. after the pirates. Uh, I think in that update, I will try to address the main problem of the game now. That is when you reach the futuristic age for all the cities. It's like nothing to do. And that's why I see the, uh, a potential with the aliens, you know, I say, okay, maybe <laughs> I will make the thing that since you destroy a bunch of alien ships, our mother ships will come. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, you, you will kind of uh, send humans in the space to, con to conquest all the plan planets, you know. Right. And I think it could be a good opportunity to, uh, to change the rules a bit. Uh, so when you are on that world, a different world, uh, you are not in charge anymore. You are not powerful <laughs> there and you have to kind of uh, conquer everything. Uh, a bit like in black and white. Uh, I don't know if you played that game. Yeah. Uh, in black and white, you only had uh, an influence in, uh, around all cities, you know and not in the whole world and if you wanted to act somewhere you needed first to to uh, make a biggest city so you can reach that point with your hand <laughs> i think that's the, the kind of thing that could have a lot of replayability too because you could try different world and just go there and try to yeah try to uh, conquer the, the world and then you will win something like a, a new biome that you can use on your own world that's an alien cool. thing. So uh, let's imagine uh, it, it's a cool thing with alien world. You can go crazy. <laughs> you can say, okay, it's like a, a, a biome with uh, plants that are eating humans, you know. Yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> you can go crazy. And it, low, low gravity nobody is forced. <laughs> yeah, low gravity <laughs> could be fun too. But I see, yeah, it's kind of the idea. I think the, the, the space thing would be a really huge update when it happens. And a lot of cool ideas for that one. It's also uh, one of the things people really want the most. I have that, that uh, feature update site where people can suggest things and vote for it. And yeah, the first one was pirates and the second is like, go to space. <laughs> so <laughs> I try to follow what people want to make and yeah. what, what they awesome. want in the game and say, okay, that's what they want, but oh, uh, do I envision it? So it's still my thing. Right. I think that's a that really smart way to do it. And that way we are all happy, you know. <laughs> I yep. still make something <laughs> I want to make, but they also have what they want. So. I think it's a win-win situation. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, appreciate your time, man. And I love the game. It's fun. It's super relaxing. It's all super enjoyable. Like like I said, I, I lose track of time easily. Um <laughs> have a lot of fun and I those updates sound amazing. I can't wait to see those come to fruition and what you do with those. Yeah. <laughs> I think you will you will love the pirate update. <laughs> I'm sure. Arr, yeah. <laughs> uh, everybody loves pirates, but uh, I am cheating a bit for that one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Well, thanks again man, for your time and joining us and sharing your stories. It's great to hear uh, it. Thank you um, for the invitation. Um, it was glad to, be there. glad to meet you. Good, so good everyone listening, watching, there'll be links to the game in the show notes. Um, it's available on Steam, uh, Meta, Itch. I mean, you, you everywhere available, I think you have it out there. So uh, there'll be links to that. Cool. <laughs> if it's not it's coming <laughs> cool. right. thanks everyone for watching and listening Bye. catch you next time be safe